RadioArchives.com presents The Black Lodge by Robert Weinberg. Read for you by Nick Santamaria. The Black Lodge is one of the many Robert Weinberg presents audiobooks and ebooks. Chapter 1 LeVar Bailey felt good, real good. Softly humming a bit of soul music, he slowly stepped out from the doorway of the abandoned barbershop on the corner of 17th and State. Swinging his head from side to side, he carefully checked the area for suspicious characters. No other figure stirred in the dim amber glow cast by the solitary streetlight located only a few feet away. Lavar grunted his approval. He liked empty streets when he visited his main base. He set off at a brisk clip, his studded leather boots beating a sharp tattoo on the broken sidewalk. From time to time he swept the area with quick, sharp glances. He didn't expect any trouble, but years of experience in this deadly business had taught him the value of staying alert. Fortunately, this part of Chicago's south side resembled a bombed-out wasteland. Only a few ramshackle buildings broke the stretch of weed-infested lots. There wasn't a bus stop within ten blocks. No reason to exit here. Surrounded by major expressways and through streets, this section of the once great street saw little traffic after the evening rush hour. Normally, LeVar made two trips a night to his stash, hidden deep inside the old railroad building. There he deposited the loot, his bank, that he collected during the first part of the evening, and broke out a new supply of crack for his anxious customers. Tonight, he suspected, he might make three visits, maybe even four, to satisfy the demand on the street. The geeks wanted the stuff bad, and he was their main man. Up ahead, music bellowed from the jukebox in Christie's Tavern. Lavar sucked in several deep breaths, preparing himself for the unlikely chance a violent drunk might try something stupid. He prided himself on being ready for anything. These days it never hurt to be too careful. Stuffed inside the front of his shirt, hidden by the heavy folds of the thick leather jacket he wore, even during the hottest days, was nearly a thousand dollars in small bills. Not even a bug stirred inside the tavern as he casually strolled past the open doorway. The regular group of grizzled old black men sat huddled at the bar, nursing their beers and shots, impervious to the blaring music that surrounded them. No one who valued his hearing drank at Christie's. Crazy Charlie, the latest owner of the place, was nearly deaf and played the jukebox twice as loud as necessary. Everyone within a mile radius of the place knew when the saloon was open for business. Complaints about the noise did little good. No politician dared criticize Christie's. Nearly a hundred years old, the tavern was a Chicago landmark. Al Capone had been a regular. So had Mayor Anton Cermak. The bar had survived wars, the Depression, Prohibition, and several recessions. A prominent newspaper columnist once called Christie's the last holdout of Chicago's colorful past. Most everyone else in Chicago, including LeVar, considered the dump a major eyesore, long overdue for demolishing. Breathing a sigh of relief, LeVar walked a little faster. An early trace of summer weather embraced Chicago this late April evening, holding temperatures to the low seventies. Inside his silk shirt, soiled bills clung to his skin like leeches. Little beads of sweat trickled down his back, adding to his discomfort. Once he made it inside the warehouse, he could strip off his coat, open his shirt, and bundle up the cash. Until then, the money stayed in place, sweat or no sweat. A thin trace of fog drifted across the street, rolling in from Lake Michigan. Thick clouds covered the moon and stars. Only the glow from the downtown city lights broke up the darkness on the street. Up ahead, LeVar spotted the 15th Street viaduct. His pace quickened. Hey, boy, where you running? The question cut the night air like a knife. 
For an instant, Lavar hovered on the edge of panic. Then reason took over. Stick-up boys never asked questions. Only cops. Calming himself, he turned to a police car at the curb. The blare of the jukebox had covered the approach of the vehicle. Two policemen sat inside the roller, staring at him. The one by the window, a big black man with a scruffy thin mustache and narrow, suspicious eyes, held a flashlight pointed directly at Lavar's face. The cop kept the bright light in Lavar's eyes, turning everything into a white blur. Lavar suspected the officer held a burner, probably one of those big three fifty seven specials, pointed right at him just below the window, waiting for any sort of suspicious movement. The robo-cops played tough in this neighborhood. Time for him to turn innocent, Lavar thought. At five ten and a hundred and fifty pounds, Lavar cut less than an imposing figure. Slender and thin-boned, he looked like a strong wind could blow him away.